Hello and welcome back to the About Review podcast. It is Wednesday, which means it is new episode day. Hump day. I, I am your host, <laughs> that guy named John. And on this podcast, we cover everything from movies, TV, comic books, film festivals, and so much more. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Blueberry, and any other podcatcher out there. You can follow the podcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review. If you go to the website, abouttoreview.com, there's a support tab. You can leave a donation if you really like the show. We always appreciate that. If you have suggestions for future episodes or want to get a hold of the show, definitely send an email to abouttoreview at gmail.com. On this episode, I'm joined by two returning guests. Yes. To my left, Tim Holt, People's Critic. Good to be back. And to my right, Aaron Hunley from The Barbershop Show and Flourish and Ink Blots Etsy Shop. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about three movies, two of which are, actually all three of which are in theaters right now. Somewhere. Step. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. Step, a documentary about uh, Baltimore high schoolers, Kidnap with Halle Berry, and Dark Tower with two really big stars who, I'm not sure why they're in this movie, but... Uh, Eye candy. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, on this episode, look forward to those uh, review... <laughs> We're keeping this keeping in. Keeping it. Nope, not, keeping it. Nope. You are a human. <laughs> human. Let them know yeah. you're human. You're not the Terminator. Come on. Uh, let's go. Anyway, so... That is what you will hear on this episode. <laughs> I thought of another clever way to introduce, the, or I was trying to think of another clever way to introduce the theme song, and I could not think of one. So, Aaron, how about you introduce the theme song? This is the theme song. Hey, homies, subscribe yeah. on all hey, these Everyone, places. if you're listening, please subscribe to About to Review on iTunes, Stitcher. Blueberry. Podomatic. Was that one? Uh, <laughs> who, else, who else carries this? Podstomatic. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. No, here's what you do. You grab a stranger uh-huh. by the shoulders, yell at them, about listen to, to About review. to Review, and yeah. give them a little shake. No, that's great. Ooh. Yeah. Don't do it to kids, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, what, what, are, what are we saying? Who, who's kids? You might be the. You can do it to your own kids. Do it to your own kids. Yeah, not to yeah, strangers' kids. Listen to about mm-hmm. to review. You can pick your friends, but you can't. Pick it's your a, a kid friendly podcast. It is one hundred percent. I'm very not, much I'm very, not allowed to curse. It's very PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, I just meant like the grabbing and shaking of a child. I mean, like don't do that to strangers' kids, kids really? unless they deserve it. Have you met but... these kids? Some kids are crazy. I nannied. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So grab a kid mm-hmm. or an adult. Grab so, a person. Someone. I'm, hopefully, someone. Someone who can subscribe. Yeah. Because kids can't subscribe without permission. So the important part is or just grab their phone and do it for them. Be like, yeah. give me your phone. Oh, oh like and like no. grab their hand so you can put their thumbprint on it. You say, <laughs> can I use your cell phone? And then you say, oh, I just subscribed to the, to the best podcast in the world. Oh, okay. And you hand it back to You're them. You're welcome. Yeah. And then like frisbee it at them yeah. so that it can be like super gangsta. Yeah. Like just frisbee it at them and then walk away. Yeah. Nice. In slow motion. Yeah. One of the things that, one of the things that I did. People to do it. <laughs> one of the things that I did that I'm sure every podcaster has done, uh, after like a month of having the podcast, I went back home to visit some family. I was like, hey, let me see your phone. Hey, let me see your phone. Yeah. Every member of my family. See, and I could also get away with that because yeah. I used, I worked for Apple for five years. So I can make, I just need to check something real quick. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. just want to check. Just what is funny shirt. is then I will get a text being like, I don't know why I'm running out of storage on my phone. I was like, you have now downloaded 67 yeah. episodes of the About to Read Somebody podcast. Somebody put this terrible podcast <laughs> on my phone. That's, that's no, worse. because then, then you run into trouble. People are like, Apple did this. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like YouTube, so that resort YouTube to Apple. just shaking children and adults. Like, just keep it there. Yeah. But subscribe. Tell people. Mm-hmm. And after, you, after you've left a comment and subscribe, just tell someone Post about review. the podcast. Yep. 
congratulations on your new ranking also. Yes. Uh, Mini clap. Thank you. What, yeah. what, what, what are, what are uh, you As of recording, uh, seven, number 17 on the TV and film category on iTunes. It was up to like number it's Like Philip Rivers five. number, right? Uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers. He's number 17. Uh, iTunes, again, iTunes is just a weird, dumb program. They never tell you how to... <laughs> Basically, when they're changing things. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I was up to number three mm-hmm. earlier in the week. I'm now 17. Because I might go to 12. So what you're saying is I shouldn't be saying congratulations. Yeah, I should you be should, saying you work harder. Yeah. Right. Get back to three. Or by the time we finish recording, I can check again. And who knows? It could yeah. change. 17th, one. You could be in position zero. I don't who know. Who knows? There you it's go. a mystery. Life's a mystery. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> so before we go into all of the reviews... Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the last episode. So on the last episode, which two of the people in this room have seen, one person seen, listened to. I listened to the last episode. I've seen the movie that you discussed in the last episode. Yes. So the movie is Detroit. It was a pretty intense movie. Uh, I got kind of you know a little bit personal on that episode. On this episode, uh, so yeah, I do want to definitely thank uh, a couple of people who reached out to me. What? Um after after the last episode after the detroit episode because yeah it was it was a little personal uh, i got a little raw on it and i had two people reach out to me on twitter raw. sent me a dm uh saying that they appreciated my view on it and appreciated kind of telling my story so that was really great uh i have talked about it before and that they haven't heard of it happening yeah that's the thing um all too often with that podcasting country, that's weird yeah imagine yeah. that uh with podcasting and with writing reviews we sometimes feel like we're just putting it out there in the ether yeah, and nobody is <laughs> listening to it, reading it. And so to get feedback on that that you did not ask for is is awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I legit don't know if anybody's actually been to my website. Like yeah. WordPress.com is like their stats for tracking. <laughs> they, oh, it is they, terrible. Well, it's like they show how many people have viewed and then it's like how many people have gone to the site are two completely mm-hmm. separate things. Right. So it's like yep. it makes no sense. I was like, well, why right. isn't a view somebody that's read what I wrote? Right. And yep. then if people don't like or don't comment, I'm like, well, is anybody? Well, plus like Google it? Analytics also yeah. kind of messes completely things up. Completely different. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so special shout out to one of the people that reached out, uh, Chris Lamberth uh, from the Mundane Festival podcast. Uh, friend of the family. Uh, really good guy. Tim has been on his show before. I have been. Chris is great. He's, he's a good guy. Great show. Funny. If you, did you look at any stand up, he's funny. Yeah. Chris is pretty funny. Um, yeah. I'm glad he reached out. Yeah. So thank you, Chris, and to the other people that reached out to me after that review. We're protecting um, your name for privacy purposes. Yeah. We are, uh, out of respect, because I know that they listen, obviously, <laughs> since they sent me Was it Obama? a message. <gasps> I, sorry, I cannot say it. Happy anything. birthday. Happy belated Happy birthday, birthday Barack Obama. Obama. Yeah. yeah. What I find fascinating, and this is the only political thing we'll go into this episode. When no, people talk not. about like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> when people are like, "Oh, President Obama did this and this," they still call him that. Of course, on the news these days, they're like, "Mr. Trump." Trump and I was like, yeah. "Oof, <laughs> yeah, kind of funny." He's earned it. He's earned every cent of that. Yeah, uh, but that is all we're going to talk about <laughs> as far as that is concerned. Uh, on to the movies. Just kind of get get right into it. Uh, the first movie. That I'm going to be talking about because unfortunately, uh, the, my two guests uh, have not seen it. No. Next week, though. Uh, next week? No. Uh, the movie is Step. And I covered this last month, a little over a month ago, on episode 57. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the cast of, of Step, this documentary, Blessin, Taylor, Corey, and their coach, Gary. Uh, on the episode, I interviewed them. 
this story is about it basically tracks a senior year mm -hmm. of this women's step team in high school which As I'm like, already amazed at because I don't have the hand-eye coordination to like walk in a straight line, let alone throw mm -hmm. in a bunch of beat-motivated dance moves. Yeah. Uh, I definitely need to get a video of you dancing at some point. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen. It would be amazing. Uh, I used to dance a lot when I was in school. Really? Yeah, and we did this whole dance routine. We came in second to a puppet show. It was <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we were good, though. The dude with the puppet was adorable, so we lost to him. My parents used to say that like when I was clapping along in like church and stuff like that, I looked like a combination of Carlton and Will from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because wow. I was just like So we do need this on video. Yeah, I think so. Like it was just it was bad. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait, I can't wait to get it on video. We all have talents. We, Dancing's we all just do. not mine. Uh and the talents displayed in this documentary uh are incredible. So this documentary uh, was directed by Amanda Lippitz. She understands how to tell a story in a different way. Wow. So in this documentary, as anybody who has listened to this podcast knows, I'm a huge sucker for documentaries. But they have to be done right. Wow. This one, it seriously felt like even if those cameras were not there, and this is something that their coach, Gary, said as well, even if those cameras were not there, those girls were still at practice. Those girls were still at school. They were still going through all of the trials and tribulations that you go through in high school. You know, and so having the cameras there on the ground, as it were, felt natural. Mm -hmm. So that was incredible in and of itself. Any documentary that can make it feel natural. That they're not like just playing to the camera. Right. Yeah. It is, is already a success. So this tracks them through their senior year. And through this program where they want everyone in the graduating class to get accepted into a four-year college. Nice. So it goes to this step competition, goes over the history of this step dance team in particular at this high school that was founded by uh, one of the students, Blessin, who again was on the episode. You can listen back to that one, episode 57. Hearing these stories and seeing these stories this is one of the most powerful films of 2017. Ooh. And I say that now because officially <laughs> I've been talking about this movie for over a month and a half. I've not been able to give my official review of it because you have to wait until it gets a national release and other embargo dates. But by the time this airs, uh, you can go out and see this in select markets. And then in the Seattle market, we get it in a couple days from the airing of, of this. Do you I, think it had a specific impact on you as a person of color? Yes. Uh, because, again, it was something that <laughs> other than, and I brought this up with them, other than a movie called Stomp the Yard, a lot of America does not know about, step about stepping. Does not know the history of it. There was that, like, 30-second scene in Drumline. Was really cool. I mean, oh, yeah. There was that. And then that was it. Yeah. So it is crazy when you think about all the dance movies, which are still incredibly popular. Like Step Up 9. Oh, my gosh. They keep making those. Yeah. And so to the we streets had, again. To the streets one more time. In 3D again. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there had never been a movie like this to talk about stepping in reality. Do, um, so do they explain it? Does the film do a good job explaining, like... The history of Step? Yeah. It does not really deep dive into the history of it as far right. as going back to the HBCUs, you know, historically black colleges and universities and the fraternities and sororities that 
you know, where it really came yeah. from. Right. But what it does is it gives you enough of that. And then it shows the girl's journey while they're doing it. Right. So, cause yeah, this is not a documentary about the origins of step. This is a documentary about these, this group of young women on their journey with step. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and stepping as an art form and as a dance style. Are you expecting this to be around come Oscar season? I really, really hope so. Um, I think this... At least a nomination. I would love it to get nominated for... I mean, yeah, for documentary, Documentary. long long form documentary. Um, I hope it would. Uh, Everybody involved with this film, uh, Paula Dofat, who was also in it, who was the counselor, everybody was just committed. Everybody was dedicated. And again, it was not necessarily dedicated to the film. It was dedicated in creating an atmosphere for these young women to succeed. Right. And that is way more important than any step show, any competition. So what are you going to take away from this? What are you going to move forward? How is this going to help progress your life? Exactly. Right. So, and like I talked about in the last episode, seeing movies having to do with... uh, (laughs) The, the suffering uh, of a certain group of people, we need more movies to celebrate the yes. culture. We need more people to celebrate these stories, and this movie absolutely does. Which is why I like about Girls Trip so much. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like, it was just... I was like, oh, this is fun. This is like a bunch of my aunties going to Essence Festival. <laughs> like, ex- right. exactly. I was just... But my whole thing is... I'm cool with that. And we talked... I think we talked about it briefly. It's like, you know, with the whole hashtag no confederate thing, um, yeah. which I laugh when like, I hope it gets an Oscar nod because the person that started no confederate hashtag also started the hashtag Oscar uh, so white. Yeah. Huge shout out to yeah. April Rain. Love you, girl. Uh, friend of the podcast. Boom, 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 uh, spoiler boom, boom, boom. alert. Saw it. Uh, she, she might be on the show in a little bit. Let's yeah. go. Uh, but like with that, it's like... My biggest pet peeve is for every show that depicts us as upstanding, productive members of society, people that contribute, that celebrate. We celebrate our culture in this country. We don't just like live on the pain of what, you know, our our ancestors experience. (laughs) For every one of those shows, there are three shows depicting us as gangsters. There are three shows depicting us as slaves still. Like it's. We, we go, it's it's literally a metaphor for the fact that black people have to work 10 times harder to get a fifth of what the average white person does. Right. And it's like, you know, we need more movies that truly celebrate the contributions that we made and that we continue to make. Not saying that those that depict the pain and the suffering are not also important. Right. But we have a lot of those. It's time <laughs> yes. to start celebrating <laughs> yeah. who we are as people of color in this country, mm-hmm. not just the history of what we brought into this country. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing to me. It's like if, so anyone who's interested in a film that has to do with any sort of black suffering is aware that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're aware that it exists. Nobody is like, what? Slavery? (laughs) Roots? When did this happen? Mm -hmm. Shackles? No, we know. So So if you know, then you're aware, then let's, so let's move forward. Let's have some more, again, just like what Aaron said, like, um, I watched those movies, like I, I thought, 12 Years a Slave was a great movie, but I also enjoy modern stories about what what is the black experience in America today? Today. And what does it look like? Yep. In How different do parts of the country, parts of too. Country. Yeah. Because, like, what it is, it also is different parts socioeconomically. Like, yeah. in Baltimore, that's got to be mm-hmm. a low, uh, that is significantly lower income than it would be here in Seattle for people of color, most likely. Right. So it's, it's, everybody is going to have a different experience as a person of color in this country. I just would love to see 
a balance. I don't want mm-hmm. all of the movies about slavery or right. you know the civil rights movement to just go away. No, right. because I still I still learn and gather a lot of information from those films. And, with how, and, with, and even for me, like for my nephew, those stories are new. I was gonna say, yeah, with how short like, attention spans are these days, with even our generation, because we get so many constant hits on our Twitter feed, Facebook yeah. feed. So yes, these these movies are important, and like you're saying. They will keep making them. These movies are not going to go away, and I think that is one of the things that, right? Yeah, but to me, it's it's not a shock that shows like Atlanta and Insecure and Queen Sugar are popular because people are starving for that kind of representation. Mm -hmm. So you look at a show like Atlanta, and you're like, oh, it's just about. It's not really about a rapper. It's kind of about this dude and his cousin trying to come up in in Atlanta. And in these sort of interpersonal struggles they have, and the same with insecure, it's about a relationship. Mm-hmm. Two of my really good friends in uh, that live in Dallas, Matt and Derek, they've been trying to get me on the insecure bus for a really long time. No, I'm not on it Check yet. It out. Get on Only, it. Check no, it out. no, no, it's like it's shortlisted on HBO. My biggest thing though is I like watching shows that are no longer being produced. The only shows mm-hmm. I wait for literally are Game of Thrones and Doctor Who. Those are the only two shows that I watch that are still in production because I like to binge. I like to watch at yeah. my own no, pace, and I, then I don't like to wait. Well, but insecure. with Insecure, they yell at me about it like at least once a month. Yeah. And when they released the trailer for the next season, they mm-hmm. were like screaming at me through text message to watch it. So I'm really excited to get I mean, started. Yeah, you can you can do the whole season one. Watch it on HBO. So, uh, but back to yeah. back to the movie. Back to your movie oh, and sorry. and how important. I'm really this, big on tangents here. No, does that? I mean, it all ties back to the modern experience for people of color. In different communities. So showing this and and telling this story right. is important. Okay. Their journeys are important. And, I mean, just huge shout out to the whole cast uh, who was here in Seattle during the Seattle International Film Festival, who I got to meet. They're on Good Morning America. They're doing appearances nationwide. Hard. Pushing for this. And it deserves it. Like, these young women... <laughs> And the struggles they went through, the successes yeah. they have had, the downfalls they have had. Yeah. I can that only it, imagine somebody yeah. filming my high school experience. I know. Like, it would have been so terrible. Like competitive pressure aside from being on a team that's competing like that. Mm-hmm. Like my high school experience. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'm just thinking about me like wearing like ugly Carl and I the... boots and Eddie Bauer. Like I don't want that on film. Yeah, we've seen pictures. I'm going to look we've back. We've seen pictures of your high school experience. <laughs> no, but it's like you, you I, like, I mean, fashion, those things change. Like everybody, right. like I was looking through my middle school yearbooks the other day and I was like, yikes. Oh, yeah. Why did my parents let me leave the house? But at the same time, it's like you're going through so much emotionally, physically, yeah. like for women and for men, like our bodies are changing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of shift that's happening yep. socially, emotionally, all of that jazz. To have that all recorded on top of the pressure on being a competitive sports team like that or competitive dance team, like it's that that's gotta be rough. Like I thing. can't even imagine. Here's the thing that. For, for for kids in their age group, like they record everything. So I don't know how different it is for them. Nowadays. What is different well, when but you have the a professional is, is crew. Professional well, all, crew. But also you choose what you record and you choose right. what gets posted. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm recording something on Snapchat, it's like if I talk about people take like 30,000 selfies before they p- find a good one. It's like yeah. if I'm recording something and I don't like it, I can just yeah. toss it. But at this point, you've signed away your life for somebody else to have the right to edit. Be like, I don't care if you have a bad hair day. This is exactly. going in the documentary. Yeah. So With the title card says bad hair day. Uh, <laughs> and... and yeah, so just this, this is something that needs to be seen. Which means go support it. Yeah, I will yes. say go everyone I talk to who's seen Step absolutely loves it. Yes. Every single yeah. person loves it. So. Uh, so hashtag Step is Life. Step is Life. Uh, is that is, Life with a Y or an yeah. I? L-I-F-E. Step okay. is Life. Okay. Uh, it's just a hashtag that is going around 
again, the, these young women are going all across the country uh, with their coach, with Amanda Lippitz, with the director, and they deserve all of the press that this film is getting. So I hope it ends up uh, on the Oscar shortlist in, in a few months now. Okay. Um, go check it out. Sounds like your, it might. Yeah, go check it out in your local area, and that might again change. I would coast love to, to have them step at the Academy Awards. Ooh, I would love that. That, that would, would be, be incredible. I like if they win, they like step get John Legend on the piano, the Roots playing. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm Let's gonna re- it. I'm gonna reach out to them. See if we can uh, yeah. see if I would yeah. put, put that see in their ear. Hey guys, step um, at the Academy Awards. So to to my official rating, which I can actually give now because the embargo is is officially up. So the rating system for this podcast, if this is your first time listening to the show. There are three choices. So there are, it is not a five star. It is not a letter grade. It is not a thumbs up because it is trademarked by a certain film critic who got really popular in the 70s and 80s. Wow. Oh, I only recently found that out by Mike Ward. Wow. I had no idea that. How can you trademark a thumbs, a thumbs up? up? Anyway, I mean, he did Can I it. do like a middle finger up yeah, or a middle finger down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he did a fondling gesture earlier. Like, trademark that. Oh, you fondled. Go. That's that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, so the rating system for this podcast, uh, that, was, that, was, podcast. <laughs> that was made especially for this podcast. Uh, family friendly. Uh, there are three choices. Good, bad, or ugly. A good film is something that you absolutely recommend to a friend. It could be a fantastic film, something that needs to be seen. A bad film is something that you do not regret seeing in the theater. It might not be that thing that you tell everybody about. And a bad film... Or an ugly film, rather, is just a void. It was just, it was trash. There was no reason for it to be around. My official rating for Step, uh, or Step the movie, sometimes I think it looks like in some markets, 100% absolute good. Go see this whenever you can. The independence, the strength, the unity, and focus on community (laughs) that Amanda Lippitz is able to convey in this documentary is phenomenal they put the unity in community exactly boom put that on a poster yeah, right so yeah so right. go go see step uh, i will put all of the links to that in the show notes uh, as well as blessing taylor and Corey and coach gary who i interviewed i will put them also follow their social media they are going all over the place so and i think that i mean this they're pushing big for it, so All right, let's do it. Uh, hopefully, we can make something happen. The next film, yes, on the docket, uh, <laughs> is a film that um, the two of us have seen. Sorry, it is the new Halle Berry film, uh, directed by Luis Prieto, who you might know. I say might because it depends on what type of genre you like. Okay, uh, he has done a couple things. He did a couple episodes. Huge shout out to Z Nation. Yes. Which is a zombie show. Local. Uh, yeah, local Filmed production. Locally. Yeah. Uh, it is filmed in eastern Washington, yeah. in and around Spokane. It's a bizarre zombie Spokane. show. Uh, yeah, Spokanistan. Um, but yeah, filmed in and around Spokane. Local production, local crew, a lot of local cast. A lot of weird zombies. A lot of just unique. Stripper zombies. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. wild. Yeah. It's wild. It, it gets pretty crazy. But yeah, he did a couple episodes kind of, of, of Z Nation. This film is called Kidnap. Yes. Starring Halle Berry and no one else. No one you know. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Four people from Walmart. Uh, Tim, do you want to describe Kidnap? Four oh, wow. from Walmart. <laughs> I'm not making you, that uh, up. It very well. They were so, found on people at Walmart. They're like, hey, it, do you want to yeah. be in this movie with Halle Berry? You're just going to get in a car and drive around. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's you, about you might be see- Holly Berry. You might have ten lines of dialogue. Yeah. What's her character name? Badwig. What is it? <laughs> What's her name? Her character's name is Carla Dyson. Because I don't know if they say their, her name ever. Maybe once. So Carla Dyson is with her son. Um, Who, I forget his he, name. Um, Frankie. Frankie, because they say it a thousand times. Frankie! Uh, well, because he's missing. Frankie. Okay, we'll get to this. <laughs> Frankie and her in the park. She does the dumb parent thing, which is turn around, turn her back to her kid. And walk away. He's the worst kid in the world. Where's she going? On a she's phone on a phone call. Okay. A phone call that leads to nowhere. Yeah. Anyway. so Sometimes phone calls do that. Uh, yeah. No, The plot yeah. that is on that, like... The, the yeah. reason you think it's going left. to be something and it's not. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Little Frankie is a terrible kid because he gets kidnapped in front of a bunch of people <laughs> and like doesn't really put up a hashtag so, victim blaming. I was <laughs> just like, I was Listen, just like, so he's a. Can terrible we be kid? honest, Frankie? When when Frankie's snatched, you think, oh, there's nothing he could have done. Mm. And then you see Frankie later on, you're like. Frankie. But yeah. kids are in, kids are inherently trusting of adults. Like they've recently done Always studies. Always him of, running around. Like he's yeah. got the kid like under the arms and leading him to some trashy car. So then she like sees her kid, chases down the car, can't get to him, gets in her van, and the chase is on. She's trying to catch up to these people who have her kid. And I don't even know where they're at in the middle of nowhere. Lu- they, I think they end up in Louisiana. Yeah, they're in Louisiana. Yeah, in, yeah. yeah, they're in Louisiana. They're in Louisiana. So she's chasing these people to get her son Frankie back. She screams Frankie a thousand times. Mm-hmm. That's the movie. So this movie, <laughs> one of the reasons that I was fascinated by this movie, eighty-one 80 minutes, minutes yeah. is what. The, so and that is what it said on Feels IMDb. Like two hours. That is what it said in the press notes. There's on one some... Frankie for every minute, like one yellow Frankie's name. <laughs> Come on, Almost. Frankie! I'm coming for you, baby. Yeah. On... Imagine that. Put a bad wig oh, on and do that, man. and you've you've nailed it. It's my Saturday night. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, like, it felt it felt like. Two things watching this film. It felt like a commercial for Chrysler. Chrysler. Mm-hmm. And they're indestructible minivans. The emo, yeah, the, the most indestructible like, minivan you fast can buy on and the furious market. Hey, mom's out there. We've got yeah. the car for you. Seriously. Look, it's got a hash in the back and a slide door. Like It's like, okay, so it's got all this cool stuff in there. And we get plenty of shots of the console. It's literally a Chrysler commercial. Mm-hmm. And it, the van does so much destructible stuff and still drives. I was like, mm-hmm. this is impossible. But whatever. And also, it felt like it was part of some shared Holly Berry universe that we don't know exists. Yep. Where it's like, it's Kidnap. The Call. The Call. It's, what's the other trashy movie she did? <laughs> the Gothica. I thought they all exist in the same world, where she's Ooh, like the same. Gothica. Wait, you, you've actually I seen liked Gothica? Gothica? I liked Gothica. You liked Gothica? I liked Gothica. I enjoyed the, it. The line where she says, I don't believe in ghosts, but they believe in me. Oh, and me. that's dumb. Okay, well, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard pass. I like I like, I like Gothica. Oh, Gothica is trash. But yeah, so it's just... She's the same character who just wakes up and is an, is a new person in this yep. world where these things are happening because they're all kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And kids don't do well around her. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's losing Isaiah mm-hmm. or the call or yeah. kidnap. Like, if your kid is around so Holly, Holly Berry, Berry, just stay home. Yeah. Don't have your kids around her. I mean, it... The, the, the bad guys are like these nondescript oh, hillbilly gosh. people who you don't really care for, who aren't no. really threatening. So do they just choose a kid at random and then pick them? Or is there like a, yes. an underlying yeah. plot no. for why they chose Halle you Berry's know, well, kid? Well, it's like a bigger thing. And that ending was so terrible. Terrible. So here here is one of the things, one of my biggest problems with it. Yeah. In this, and again, like it was billed as 81 minutes. Yeah. I checked a couple other sites. Some of it had it billed at like 100 minutes. And I was like, no. No. The screening started at 7.05. When credits started rolling, I picked up my phone. It was 8.10. Like, this movie is just over an hour long. And yeah, in, they get it right to the kidnapping. 
in that in that 70 minutes they introduce six different plot lines none of which pay off okay she randomly like she's looking for her kid right and she would just find these people in the car Mm -hmm. i'm like how did you find them how did you just it's her halle berry senses oh my gosh and then like towards the end there's a car wreck i'm like Mm -hmm. why why did they run to this person yeah I would have just kept driving. At one point, so there was a. Point, I would have kept driving. <laughs> there was, was a like point they're just driving, film. and like if she gets in a car wreck and then it kills her son, that would have been like. Well, her son should be. That would have. That would have. Oh been yeah, that. there was a point in this film at about forty minutes in, where there's a standoff. Yeah. Oh, you guys told me this. Yeah. Right. So there's a standoff. She gets out of her car. The driver of the other car gets out. They're staring at each other like twenty feet away. Just give me my son. Right, and I'm Mama. like, is this is this the end of the movie? Yeah. Like, is this? I looked, uh, like, I was like, is this really going to wrap up right now? Turns out, no. There's a dumb contrivance in there that keeps the movie going for another 25 minutes. Yeah. But you guys are telling me, like, they stare at each other for, like, six hours. It feels like it. I mean, and again, the comparison to, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, where you can can do these uh, standoffs if you are changing the dynamic, if you're doing something different. This is just two people staring at each other and Halle Berry breathing and yeah. the guy not knowing what to do. And you're like, run yeah, him were, over. For, yeah. Take your van and smash into him. Over. Movie is over in 40 Maybe minutes. Maybe human body is the only thing that Chrysler can't handle. No. Apparently. Well, actually. No. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe you're right. <sighs> There's a lot of dumb stuff that happens. And like, she goes to the police station and it's like super frantic. Like, no one's going to help you crazy. Like, look at a crazy lady with a bad wig screaming about your kid being missing. Yeah. So the lady's like, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. There's like, she's like the only one in the station. Only person. So then, Holly like, Berry's like, I have a hundred cop cars there in five minutes, which never show yeah. up. Yeah, no, they never show up. <laughs> like, she's like looking at this board of missing kids. She's like, they all waited. They all waited. So she, then she, she gets back in her van and like, I'll do this. My randomly own. finds them. Yep. Randomly like runs into like, after the they have already switched a car. Yeah. And, so, and ditched their clothes. Halle Berry senses. Yeah. I mean, it. she was all over the place. And in some movies, if they are smart enough, right. they will trust the audience to let the movie tell the story without inner or outer monologue. Monologues, yeah. Oh, she's, just, it's all outer monologue. Outer monologue. She is in the car by herself. She pulls down her uh, uh, visor. visor. And there's a little picture of Frankie. And she was like, I'm coming for you, Frankie. I'll never give up. She yeah. talks to her, this picture of her son, multiple times throughout the movie. How do we know she's not, like, crazy and this is all in her head? Right. That would have been a better ending. I feel oh, my gosh. Like, yes. She just woke up in a hospital bed. She didn't, she didn't have no Frankie. She was just, mm-hmm. like, at, at, like, some She bump. wakes up a white woman, like, in a hospital yeah. bed. That would be... I would have loved. I would have loved it. I'm like, Kidnap is a great movie. This, <laughs> this movie, does, this movie thriller does not of 2017. Yeah, does not deserve that twist yeah. because that would have made it. They try to give like a little movie. twist at the end that is so unearned and like rushed yeah. and stupid. And I was like, this is so dumb, you guys. Now, do you remember Come a on. film, another car chase film? Uh, I, I say, I say, Tim, because Aaron, if yeah. you if you know this film. Huge kudos. Yes. Okay. All right. I was like 1985, oh. Maximum Overdrive. Yes. One of my favorites. So Maximum Overdrive. I over- actually do know the movie. Okay. I don't know if I've seen it, but I do know the what you're talking about. The guy gets killed about. by like a, a pop machine. <laughs> that's like a green so goblin good. thing on the front of the semi that is yeah. terrorizing people. No, a meteor lands and like all the <laughs> all the mechanic stuff starts doing its own thing. Okay. So I was thinking of that movie during this because Maximum Overdrive is a ridiculous concept that makes no sense, 
but it is a better film than this. Way more entertaining. <laughs> like, more entertaining. Way more entertaining. Like, it just, it was crazy to me how many times in this chase scene, I'm using air quotes, that she, the, the car that they are in, which is like an old, like, uh, they say Mustang fastback, but it definitely was, it was just no, a Ford, right? It peels off mm-hmm. into the highway. She chases after it in her minivan. It pans to the dash. Now, if you were chasing after a car on the highway, already going highway speeds, what speed would you do you think you would be going? 90 plus. Sure. That, that would be valid. 40 to 60 miles an hour is the only time we see the speedometer, and we see it five different times. Yeah. In we her s- minivan or in both In cars? her minivan. Yeah. But we see her, like, the car pull Chailing ahead of in that her, car. And, like, they're already side by side. Right. It pulls ahead. She chases after it. You go to the speedometer. Goes from 40 to 60. And I was like, what highway are you, are you on? Guys, and there's no one on the road. Um, well, that could just be a highway in Louisiana. What, uh, how, would, how would you change this film? Like, what would you do differently? I, would, I, I, have, a plan, I have an idea. Scrap it. I, no. no. You can't scrap it. Nope. You're okay. giving this film, but you get to change it. If I if I get this treatment, if I get this script treatment, right. uh, you know, six months prior and everything, drop the custody battle, which is the phone call that she took yeah. to go away from her son, which led to everything. Drop that. Uh, drop stopping into the police station. All you would need to do is she turns her back on her son for a minute, which unfortunately happens all the time. Turns her back. She sees somebody getting into a car. She gets in her car. The movie is 30 to 45 minutes of just a chase scene. And that is it. Okay. They introduce six other plot lines, none of which are fleshed out. How would you fix this movie? she would still need okay. to call the police. Right. But call... Oh, and the way that... The reason that they get away with that, on that phone call that she takes, she was like, oh, my battery's dying. I'll have to... Wait. Your so Chrysler then, doesn't have a way to charge your phone. Oh, but that same All Chrysler. All right, moms, this, is, a, not, this yeah. is not the van for you. All the moms are rolling their eyes like, for right. real, no phone charger? And that same Chrysler. No, all the moms are like, you don't have an extra charger in your bag yeah. or a battery yeah. pack already on your phone. She but. smashes this car to pieces. Oh, my At gosh. one point, and like the worst of the crashes of the like 17 crashes, she is struggling to get back up from the back seat. She touches the dash. The navigation was like, boo-doot. And she was like, she types in the address of where she needs to go, and it was like, routing. It's like, oh, so the, your car is busted. It's dead. Dead. And your navigation system, not a scratch on it, nothing. Everything so, works. Anyway, Depends on where would, that chip is. Okay, so same setup, right? Okay. Except for, so she goes to the police station. All this is in there. Mm-hmm. All the custody battle stuff, it's all in there. Oof. It's all ridiculous, right? So come to find out, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, no one's really kidnapped her kid. She's just chasing these random couple around in a car all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets to this house at the end and... The person's trying to explain to her what's happening. Mm-hmm. And she kills this person. I like it. And we find out. The, the, end, the, the end reveals that none of this is actually happening. And, and then you pa- ooh, of, slow pan yeah. to the pictures in the house and the hallway yeah. and everything. And they're all of like the family, the family with the person with the that she thinks that of, yeah. of, is her son. And her sister shows up and is like, yeah. This movie a, does not deserve they, they, they that. They tell her, like, <laughs> there is no Frankie. We've been telling you there's no Frankie. Okay. She's like, My Frankie fix. was the name of your old dog. Blah, 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 blah. She's like, Ooh, yeah. she's lost Some sort of mind. traumatic thing. Yeah. Well, like yeah, she yeah. had a miscarriage and yeah. Frankie was the name Ooh. of her baby. Yeah. Yeah. She just runs around terroring, terrorizing people who she thinks look like her kid. I like it. So my fix for this movie that I have not seen, <laughs> have not yes. even seen. is that 
everything stays the same for the most part based on what you guys have described. Mm -hmm. However, at the end, you realize that she was actually the kidnapper and she's been filled with such remorse over kidnapping this woman's son that she put herself in the mother's shoes. So like the end of the film. Like a reverse Stockholm syndrome. Like Black Mirror. Yeah. So at the end of the film, like it flips around and she's just sitting in that room talking to Frankie and Frankie has got like this picture of what his mom actually looks like. And it was the picture of the kidnapper. Ooh. Throughout the whole film, is that's his real mom. Okay, in the past ten minutes, put my thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. <laughs> yeah. In the past ten minutes, we have given three options that would have made this film palatable. But I, when I'm watching movies <laughs> like this, I'm will, like, Hollywood. I'm like, how do they? Like, what was the? What are you pitching? Like, it's a Holly Berry kidnap movie, right? Or it's a movie about a kid that gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And there's no attempt to make it better. And there's scene. no, yeah, yeah there's no, no, no like, script rewrites. Nothing. And like, if there were script, no rewrites. suggestions. I mean, it's obviously money. There's like a thousand car crashes. It's obviously money poured into this. That is show. the thing. Is I was surprised with the length of this. I was like, okay, if you are doing a low budget thriller, sure, right. th- that that would be fine. With the amount of car crashes, I'm like, this movie cost money to make, and they. They've not announced what the production budget is. At least it is not reported on things like Box Office Mojo like and other million. things. It would have to be around 20 to $25 million just for yeah. a, a low-budget thriller. Yeah. Where did that money go other Holly than... The, um, oh, okay, that is about 7 to 10 But it's just like... Chrysler. No, Chrysler. no, no, oh no! Chrysler was like, "You want to do what?" Yeah. And our car's going to be in the movie the whole time. Make her, make there her real hands. Also, I wouldn't, have, I would not have had her in a Chrysler. I would yeah. have had her in something funkier. Nissan. Yeah, yeah something. Yeah. So opening Mazda weekend, Miata, something. Uh, Miata. Yeah, Miata. Any, anything with that Chrysler minivan just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, as of well, as of recording, have a minivan. If I had one kid. Uh, you know, no, I'd have, no, I'd, have a, I'd have a crossover. And... I wouldn't have a minivan for one kid. Yeah. You know, it depends. Um, who knows? Who knows what Frankie's into? All we know is he gets kidnapped easily. Frankie likes to yeah. spread out in the back yeah. seat, stretched out. Yes. Yeah. All we know is he's apparently a, bear, a very bad kid he's because terrible. he allows himself to get kidnapped. Make some noise. He didn't make any. You just quietly go yeah. with some people, and these well, people, these people aren't like, oh, you, maybe you're here to help me. They look like I don't uh, want to be too close to you. Yeah. And another one of the things that they need to to drop 100 percent because it goes nowhere is there's recording. He oh has, yeah, she records her voice. He has this little toy that records your voice and makes it sound all weird. Yeah. She finds that toy of course she does. during this search. Yeah. And you hear him recording these people being like, I think I saw your mom over there. You should go with us. And he was like, I don't know. Okay. And it was, wait, what? what? But that recording goes nowhere. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to go anywhere. It's just supposed to let you know, like, this kid. No, because she gives a recording to the person. police. Like, the, the woman's voice is on this thing. And the lady's like, so, like, and? okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. All right. Yeah, it goes. It's This movie sounds exhausting. It is. But again, it is 81 minutes, 70 plus minutes. Yeah. I have no idea why they did not just go through a direct content distributor like Netflix, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it would have been a fine Netflix movie. I, I think this would have totally made uh, its headway. Somebody would have clicked on it. like, oh, Holly Berry and a kid gets kidnapped. I can do yeah. 80 minutes Again, while I'm Not even dinner. 80 minutes. Yeah, I can do that. So yeah. Super weird movie. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I have any other notes and they, were, they weren't really good kidnappers either. No. They were kind of bad at their jobs. And if they That's are, the worst. if they are yeah. demanding, lazy Americans. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they're demanding money for this hostage thing, 
We'll take do your research. fifty dollars. Yeah, well, like do your research. They kidnap her son without knowing anything about her. Yeah. Has nothing to do with the She's not balling. other kids. Like I just I do not get why that kid was targeted. Well, if they're not professional kidnappers, they're oh, probably, oh, they, they are might be professional kidnappers. There that's, might, their, that's their jam. There might be a third act. Kidnapping twist. kids is their jam. She's on a biscuit. And they're terrible. I mean, I'm at tired it. just listening yeah. to y'all talk about it. So no, sorry. Uh, I'll wait till it hits Netflix in a month. Nope. You're going to be like, I, I got in 10 minutes in. Yeah. Frankie! Uh, oh to the official rating of Good, Bad, and Ugly for Kidnap. Yes. Tim, what do you give this movie? It's an ugly. It wow. is it's an absolute waste of everything. Which is funny time. because Tim Tim shies away from the ugly because he just usually tries to find something. It's just time. Like, there was nothing redeemable about this movie. There's okay. nothing in it that I would be like, oh, that's a really cool sequence. I would love to see that in another film or a cool concept or a cool character. Or, <laughs> look, if you'd have gave me some over-the-top stereotypical kidnapper, bad hillbilly person, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. But instead, they're like, they barely have any lines. Yep. They look like meth addicts. Mm-hmm. And I don't really probably care are. for them. They probably are. But they're not, like, I never really feel like Frankie's in any real trouble other yep. than like he's going on a joyride. Yeah. Without a seatbelt. Yeah, I was just saying he doesn't wear a seatbelt. Maybe he's not oh. in a seatbelt. And there are times... Okay. <laughs> hostage negotiation and hostage taking 101. I learned this from The Negotiator, by the way. Uh, I love that movie. Um, so if you if you kidnap somebody, right? That is a monetary value, right? Of whatever monetary value you want to give it. Unless a parent doesn't care about their kid. Yeah. Well, true. If you say that number is $10,000, okay? If I have this object worth $10,000 and I'm waiting for you to negotiate and give that to me, why then would I almost throw this thing out of the car multiple times? Because it's not worth the hassle. Right. But at that point, then just do it and be done. Because yeah. you know, at this point, that woman, if you drop the kid out of a car at 50 miles, 40 miles an hour and it tumbles and rolls, gets some cuts and bruises, maybe a broken arm. Or maybe hit by another car. And you are out $10,000. You're like, eh. I have possibly, no spoilers, possibly other commodities that i could sell like what it, it makes no sense in yeah. hostage negotiation if you keep threatening to get rid of your commodity it is pointless but think about it this way like how many movies do they threaten to say if we don't get this we're going to kill this person like right how but, many hostage situations literally are just like we're going to start killing them or breaking them apart piece by piece and send you the pieces like but if that's you do that and, and go through with it sure send somebody a finger yeah you know, or actually, if they had like show them that you're serious, essentially exactly. is what it is. Yeah, and I, I'm not advocating this, but in in yeah, a couple this is scenes, not an, <laughs> what, it's not an endorsement for kidnapping. But I'm saying, if they had like, money. if they had taken the kid in her view and like punched the kid or something, and been like, yeah. "Listen, lady, ah, oh, he got punched in the stomach. I would have loved that, right? Because then it would be like, whoa, I need to back I'm off. Learning at a one lot point, of different sizes <laughs> people right At now. one point, there was like a knife to the kid's throat. Yeah. But he never felt like he was gonna get cut. No. See, like that's why, like, there's always that scene where they put it there, and then you gotta you gotta push it in trickle. just a little yep. bit so that it trickles. Like if they done, just mommy. enough. If they had done that, Frankie, <laughs> Frankie, so, don't kill my son. So yeah. What's your son's name, Allie? Yeah, for the eighty fifth time, Frankie. So Tim gives Six out an ugly. Yeah. Um, my official rating for kidnap has to be an ugly. Has gotta be. Which which. I will say this, though. It goes against most of my ugly recommendations, which means usually never see it. If this pops up on Netflix, give it 20 minutes out of a 65-minute movie. If you can make it through, cool. If not, turn it off. 
it, it, it just yeah, yeah it's one of those yep one of those so ugly ugly movie yeah. next film yep uh is a movie that all three of us have seen uh called i almost i almost said kidnap because that was what i have <laughs> up on my screen right now it's called the dark tower yes and aaron <laughs> how about you uh I love for dark tower uh, yeah uh lead us into the the description of the dark tower and not just Idris Elba. Dang it. I was really just going to say it's Idris and nothing else. You're welcome. Okay. Um, okay. So full disclosure, I have not read the books. Mm-hmm. So this is all coming from somebody that is going into this movie with a fresh palate. This film is about this little kid who has nightmares and essentially draws these visions and these nightmares that he has. Little do we know that these are actual drawings that depict what life in a separate world or universe is that is in a different dimension but exists on a similar plane as Earth or Keystone Earth called Midworld, Mm -hmm. um, where you have Matthew McConaughey, yum, in all black. He's a a wizard, a sorcerer, essentially a master of dark magic Mm -hmm. um, who is trying to break down the barrier between Midworld where he exists and every other world that Midworld is in the middle of by destroying this thing called the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. He is only able to do this by rounding up kids from Keystone Earth that have strong psychic abilities called Shine. Not just Keystone Earth. Because there are or kids. Or other worlds, yeah. Other, other worlds, worlds yeah. Mm-hmm. All the worlds that are around, surrounding the Dark Tower. Yeah, only children um, that have essentially strong psychic abilities. Not necessarily like you know, what you see in movies is like predicting the future and everything like Mm -hmm. that, but literally a strong sense of psyche. Um, Then we have the secondary character of Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. (sighs) You going to get through this? this. I got it. Okay, I got it. You get through it. Um, Who is a gunslinger. Essentially, he has has gone through expert training to be able to shoot using his senses to a heightened level. On top of that, he also has a very strong adult psyche to where he is is seemingly one of the few people that can resist Matthew McConaughey's sorcery. Mm -hmm. So essentially it becomes a one-on-one battle of one of them has to kill the other. Um, Back on Keystone Earth, you have this little kid who's drawing and essentially everybody, including his parents, think that he's going crazy. So they want to send him to the psych ward. Um and it's just it's really like like synopsis wise not give try not to give any spoilers in this like okay. it's essentially okay. about him realizing that everything he's been drawing and he thought to be true actually is true and it's about him helping uh protect the dark tower from Matthew McConaughey's sorcery because essentially that is the only that tower is the only protection that earth and all the other surrounding worlds that are on that plane have against the evils that that the dark tower is protecting them from yes mhm yeah, that good? that's okay. it. And then there's Idris all Idris all the time. Yes, but he, he but, but the gunslingers are, if I'm not mistaken, they're supposed to protect the Dark Tower. Yes, I so, think they're just supposed to protect against evil. Protect, like I don't think that they're just evil. specifically for the Dark Tower. I think it's just supposed to. They're supposed to protect against evil. Because this is the the problem with with a lot of these movie adaptations. The Dark Tower or the Gunslinger are a series of books written by the great Stephen King. The Dark Tower was the seventh book out of this series. And the movie's supposed to be like part of the last book, but then a continuation of a storyline, as far AKA as what I've heard. A huge cop out. AKA taking 
a property that people know and know by a certain name and being like, oh, yeah, there's this thing. Yeah. So it just it felt like a cop out in that sense. If they had done the events of the first book and called it the gunslinger, same cast, take out the kid, uh, same like cast. Like a build up. Right. Then you have somewhere to go. You have context, you have character development. Because with this one, we get in any movie where you're trying to establish continuity and you get flashbacks right. to introduce the characters, you're like, why are we not starting the movie with that? But I didn't even feel like there were a lot of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Like even with Idris, the only thing that they really flash back on is when his like his when his dad died. Like when he's like walking over the bodies of like all the other gunslingers mm-hmm. that died and the like there was apparently one big battle that killed every gunslinger but him and his father. Which again, why are we only seeing that in a flashback? Well, I think that like for me it's it's just like if we know that this is a series going into it, mm-hmm. a lot of people without having done research are going in expecting this to be the beginning or the yeah. first right. half of yep. the series, not realizing that they're starting from the end of it. Pretty much. And it's like my biggest thing was, you know, I did as I always do, you know, I did a little research on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the books or anything. I didn't have time to read the books, but right. Like, I understood that it was starting at the end of the series, but I just didn't understand why if they weren't going to, having not read them, based on what I've read, is like they didn't put really any context from the previous books in it at all. They put some things in there. Like little pieces, like little Easter eggs, but and there are other Stephen King Easter eggs in the movie. Oh, for sure. Well, because Stephen King loves Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I mean... I I like the concept. I like the concept that mm -hmm. that in all of his properties, there's this dark tower that exists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so these things that we're seeing, whether it be the mist or it. Mm-hmm. Nope. To, nope. Or I it, the it. mist or <laughs> it mm-hmm. or the shining or whatever. Like it's part Wait, of. Wait, was it in this? Yeah. Uh, his name the, was the, Penny, oh, Pennywise. Okay. It was a quick. Yeah. The, so when they're, they're, when they're at the amusement park, it says Pennywise the clown. It's Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, so all these things are bleeding into these worlds. So the, that's a amazing universe yeah Yeah. it's a great concept they can actually they're not really pulling it off but that just that concept alone i thought was dope that like these things that we've been watching for years are really parts of this this darkness that's coming in what i love that well like so that what that makes me think of is that this mid-world that they're in each of those other worlds is a Stephen King world. Yes. That's like, so exactly. like, I'm like, so when, when they're sitting there eating dinner or whatever, and he's like, these structures were built long ago. No one knows what they came from. And the kid's like, they're theme park rides. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just said that. They're from an amusement right. park. That was a funny thing. You know, it was really funny. Like the gunslingers, like interaction with people when he got to Keystone Earth was really funny. Mm-hmm. That the hospital scene is hilarious. I wanted more of that, you know. Um, or the hot dog. At yeah. The end. It's a sandwich. You're uh, monsters. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What breed is what this? Breed, <laughs> what breed is this? So, I mean, basically, because you take you take a bunch of different elements and cram it into one movie. Yeah, you it's take a lot that, for like a 90-minute movie. And, and he's still not the star. <laughs> right. Oh. Like, that's just it. It's like they catered this to be a movie about Matthew or to be about Idris, but neither nope. one of them are really the star. Okay. It's just Jake. Jake, yeah. Yeah, for for um, whatever reason. But there's so much I would want to explain. Like, who are these people, the skins? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. Where do they come from? Yep. What exactly are these kids' screams doing to take down the tower? Which And those skins and, like, some of the creatures. What happened that, to the gunslingers? That are in this movie are from books four and five. Well, and my question was, like, the skins seem to only exist either in 
the tower area of Midworld because right. they're trying to destroy the tower, like we're in that little hut like yeah. area or whatever where Matthew is, or on Keystone Earth pretending to be humans. Yeah. So I'm like, where they did they come from? Yeah. Is really my question. Is like, you know, mm-hmm. on what what world yeah. did they either come into Midworld from or do they exist in a different area of Midworld? Like yeah. why are they only there to do his bidding? And much like Assassin's Creed, I felt like <laughs> this would have been a much better series. Like a Netflix even series, just like a, or even just like a three three part movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that is one of the things that they keep saying is that this is supposed to lead into a movie backtracking oh, the rest show. of the series. You can like, tell, like this is supposed to be leading it, it, into a show, but it was like it literally ends like we've got more and more in store coming up next next week on yeah yeah the well, Dark Tower to yeah, next to time next week for the and Dark that, Tower. And that's almost frustrating because like, I can even put in my almost. notes that the the ending felt so rushed. Oh, like, absolutely. Like if anything, I would have cut out that whole end scene and just ended it with the battle and some really sexy Idris monologue before the credits roll over, like as they're zooming out from the destruction, just like Mm -hmm. just something, because I felt like that whole scene after they're walking out and watching like the hospital, like tend to the people that were injured in the big earthquake or whatever, like that was just unnecessary. Everything after that point just seemed unnecessary. And so for me, it just like this movie felt like it was marketed one way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Portrayed a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, like my bit, one of my big frustrations was the infection that he had after yeah. being stabbed by that thing. Oh, P.S. That's all of a sudden fixed with Earth's antibiotics, even though you yeah, were. Earth. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. you were hit with something that existed in a completely different plane or dimension. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not possible. It just seems highly unlikely. And not only that, but they were like, you need to stay here, get more treatments, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I gotta go. Well, but I think they wanted ah. him to stay there because, and that, I did enjoy this. They were reading all of the different diseases that he had because yeah. he lived in Midworld. <laughs> he had like every type of hepatitis mm-hmm. and goodness knows yeah. what else. Radiation. Exactly. He's like, he's got radiation poisoning. You have an STD that we've only seen in sharks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We that's, don't want to know how you got yeah, it. That's mm-hmm. the crazy part about the film. Like, I don't understand if you're making this film, the people who are going to see it, right? Are mm-hmm. going to be fans of those type of... They're going to be fans either of... Either fans of the series or yes. fans of those type Oof. of universe films. So mm-hmm. why would you change it so yep. much? Like, who are you Why would you just start yeah. at the end? Like, Are you just hoping people see, being... see Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey and just go see it? It's some fun effects. And granted, that, that will bring Guilty. in people, but... Okay, so in in the context of the film, Matthew McConaughey does not really make sense. He is having fun. Oh, I will, I will give him okay, that. I was like, can, can, can we just talk about one thing, though? Like, I'm not even going to bring up the terrible makeup job that they did, mm-hmm. but can we uh, talk about his accent? So the yeah, one thing Matthew one. McConaughey has to his name is that, and I believe it's actually written in his contracts, is that he does not have to cover up his Texas dialect. And you know what? Mm. I actually have mad respect for him because right. of that. Because sure. he's, he sounds the same in every film, but he still manages to deliver a different character. Right. That makes sense. Except yeah. for his films with Kate Hudson, they're all pretty much the same. Yeah. Oh, but hey, I told you I love those movies. Do. I do love those. Do I love, love me a good rom com. But Ugh. that aside, they tried to do, he or they tried to do something with him in his dialect to where he was trying to be like a British Texan. Yeah, to, like, like he was enunciating a very properly, but mm-hmm. still had a twang. Was holding on to syllables for way longer than he needed to. It just it was unnecessary. It was a layer that just didn't need to be there and made it feel like not even from a Matthew McConaughey perspective where you're like, I just wanted him to hear you go, all right, all right, all right. right. Like not even that. It's just it didn't work for the the script and it didn't work for the character. No, well, and speaking on that you have Idris Elba 
who, who has... is British and has a beautiful, smooth, chocolate, delicious voice. And nobody I mean, lets I mean, him use is there it. Anything more you want to say about yeah. it yourself? There's a lot. I could, we could do an entire podcast about how I feel about him, but, yeah. but nobody you, lets you take, him use it. Exactly. You take somebody who has. Well, they did in Star Trek, but then they covered up all of his other uh, beautifulness. Yeah. Yeah. A very distinctive He's voice so hot, and candor and way of speaking. And in this one, you cannot tell if no. he is trying to do an accent no. and if he is where it is yeah. from or what he is doing. And I know that some people are going to defend it by saying, well, because of the mid-worlds and multiple worlds, yeah. shut up. No, yeah, no, no people, excuses. Shut up. It's just like... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let the man speak. Because it is just... Like, why not let him there would the be no, There is zero reason why he could not have had his accent other than, again, establishing... His father, who did not have an accent, but yeah. man, did he have great insurance. But I, um, uh, <laughs> I see what... Mm, that's why I know his face. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And his voice. Come on now. He had like a line. Yeah. So that that was just wasted. Like when you take a flashback without establishing who those characters are in the beginning, mm-hmm. why do we care that somebody dies right. in any movie? Like, if you give us a flashback and it was like, you showed two guys having drinks at the bar, blah, blah, one of them dies, you're like, all right. Oh, but later in the movie, I'd you're going cry. to reference that as that was your defining moment? Like, yeah. okay. Uh, one thing I did appreciate this film about this film, this is two weeks in a row that we have seen some sweet gun kata and gun yeah. foo. I am a huge fan. Wait, what was the other one? Uh, Atomic Blonde. Oh, oh, I missed that. She, oh, she whips her gun out. She beats people like... I mean, going back to an episode from in November where I talked about one of my guilty pleasures, Equilibrium, Equilibrium. with Christian Bale, yeah. where Gun Kata kind of first blew up. When you have people literally shooting like the, behind Just themselves, moving, yeah. through their legs, I love it. I'm a huge yeah. sucker for it. Some good gunplay. The, yeah, the action in this was pretty well done, except for another actor who I have no idea why he chose this role other than he probably was like, Sweet, they're doing a dark tower. Let me get on board. Jackie Earl Haley, love him, who is great. Yeah. Uh, he was Freddie yeah. or not Freddie? Jason, who's was, was, was Freddie? Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, Freddie Freddy in the new Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm what are you Street. doing? What are you doing? Right? I'm all over the place. Who are you? Uh, but he's also in Watchmen. Like great actor. He is in this for a few minutes. Jackie Earl Haley, great actor. He is five foot nothing. Yeah. He was also in Semi Pro. It's a pocket person. Oh yeah. <laughs> Five foot nothing. He goes up against Idris and almost beats him. And it was like, really, But bro? he was like hopping around, though. He right. had like some special powers and it was like, know about. But why? Mid-world powers. Mid-world powers, yeah. So that was just weird to have him He could have been like at a, in, in the hope for being part of the, the, the oncoming franchise afterward. Yes. I, I guess. Uh, but so I, I did like, like a film franchise? I don't know Ooh. what they're going to do with it now, especially because it's not getting a positive Dude. reaction. No, rate it's not making like, money. It's not... Not making it's not money. going over well. No. Yeah. And you can get Idris on a low budget project. On anything. They did Oh gosh. <laughs> on me. Uh, I'm, I'm, on I knew that's where we were going. They did four, <laughs> on a cracker. They did four seasons of Luther. Yes. And Luther is a is a mid budget BBC production. Mm. Not low budget, but mid budget. Because he liked to do it. He yeah. felt you know, right in the character. So to spin this off into a TV show, if it is right. He would probably do it wait, for wait. not that much money, but is this enough? No. Yeah. Also, to your point, for ask your question, to your point, you end up with the, a situation where the franchise is kind of poisonous, so people just mm-hmm. don't want to be involved. Yeah. Exactly. Um, did we t- we talk about 
Idris as Doctor Who? Mm. And your thoughts on it? Um, we we did a little bit, but we never were. Gonna, it was like happen. we didn't we didn't like jump into it, but it's. I honestly don't know whether or not I could I could deal with that. Um, Too much overload. For you. Never going to happen. Well, there, that would be a lot of <laughs> a overload lot. for me. <laughs> but no, I mean, I respect the man for for his acting style. Mm-hmm. I respect him for the fact that he actually does an American accent rather well. Um, Comparatively to yeah, a lot of to com- a lot of other yeah. people. And I mean, there's nothing for me personally, there's nothing more painful than an American doing a terrible British dialect like that is literally yes. one of the most painful things for me. So watching movies where they have like an entirely British cast, but I see the one actor or actress that I know is an American and then I have to listen to it like this is awful. Mm-hmm. Um but comparatively, like, you know, he does he does a relatively good American dialect. Mm-hmm. Yes. The only thing that I have ever not liked watching him in was. Wow. What is this? It was The Office. Oh, yeah. You told me. Yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah, because yeah. I hated his character. And I don't get me wrong. I would have watched the episode on mute, on mute. if I yeah, could have. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, but he's a good looking <clears throat> man that mm-hmm. seems to have a very good personality and genuinely seems to enjoy what he does. Mm-hmm. No, no matter the budget. And, and I think that's why I respect him. Yeah, he's good at what he does. What about you just says Bond? Are you all in? I'm 100 percent for that. Happen. Yeah. What you said? Never. Yep. Never. Craig's doing Bond 25 coming up. Which the again thing is I, okay. So here, here's the reason. There's Idris, a, a lot of feelings that I have about a lot of things. Like oh, yes. No. Well, no, straight <laughs> life. But there are some things where it's like you know you have to. I am always about being true to like if something is based off like a book series or something right. like that. Like being true to character depictions. It is insane for me whenever I like books that I read that are ad- adapted into films, like the Percy Jackson series. Yes. I okay. those books are are actually what got me on a treadmill. Like I legitimately, the first few times I went to gym in college, like I was on a treadmill reading and walking, yeah. just walking. Blew through those books. I could read a book in I could read a book in like less than twenty four hours. But watching the movie and then watching two of the people that are cast and they are complete opposites for how they were depicted in the books, it drives me insane. So mm. if people are going to say that somebody can't be a character based on the description that they have in a book, I believe that is a valid concern. Right. Whether okay. or not somebody can do the role justice is not part of the equation. I'm not saying that Idris could not do that role. He could do that role upwards, forwards, backwards, on a table. Mm-hmm. On Yeah. Um, but. You're about to name a bunch of other positions. I was. I stopped. Uh, yeah. It's a family friendly show. Family friendly <laughs> podcast. We, we announced podcast. that earlier. We don't, we don't Thank you. Um so for those that have concerns over that, now I haven't read the James Bond series, but based off the quotations that I've seen for his appearance, I can understand that concern. Yeah, I, I don't understand that because Bonds change over the years, whether it be Pierce yep. Bronson. Bonds don't change. 007s change. That's the difference. Well, the, it's ca- like the, the agent code and the agent number can change, but being James Bond can't. Like your name is not assigned to you when you enter the agency. No, what I'm talking about, the, the, how he's characterized yeah. has changed. In the, in the, the type The type of Bond he is. Like Donald Craig's a much more grizzled... I don't like Daniel Craig as Bond. I love him as Bond, but like he's the, which is different than the Pierce Bronze was a more smooth, mm-hmm. I'll, the old school. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll come in as, into your mom's, you know, PTA meeting to sweep all the women. Oh, off the I feet. was like, you're what? my mom. Like he, he's, he's he's that guy. <laughs> yeah. And ver- versus versus like you know, um, the the Batman yeah. version of Daniel Craig, yeah. where it's just hard nosed fighter scrapper. Yeah. So the, the way they've constructed his character, yeah, very much so. Well, that is all a bond. Uh, the way they've constructed him has changed. So I don't think having Idris But would those aren't that. physical characteristics though. 
Like he still fits all the physical descriptors of previous Bond actors. Even those are different. Mm. Even those are different. I don't. I don't feel like they are though, because they're all different. Like, now, don't get me wrong. I think Idris is incredibly handsome, mm-hmm. but they've all stuck to a very, a very similar aesthetic. Like, let's be real. Okay, the only white, good-looking the, yeah. man with strong bone structure, dreamy eyes. Okay. The only thing that's really changed is height and hair color, and definition mm-hmm. and body size. Body like, yeah, but I'm not even going by muscles because not every movie shows James Bond with like his clothes off. Like, but if you look all, at, he's shirtless. He's been shirtless in uh, every movie. Every ever movie. <laughs> And if you look at like Daniel, every Bond has been shirtless. I will say Daniel Craig seems to be shirtless a lot more than other yeah, James Bond. They gave him are. like that water that that beach scene. Yeah, the shorts were but like, too tight. There's a bunch of I've seen way too many Harry Bond chests in my day. Yeah. But the, uh. the reason that the reason that it will never happen, uh, both as for Doctor Who and Racism. James Bond. Uh not necessarily, but uh. it's just like first of all, Doctor Who, we're not going to get another doctor who is over forty years old for a decade. Not gonna happen. It just with with what they did with Peter Capaldi, and they're like, we're gonna go back and give you the grandpa doctor because people were complaining about the weird relationship between the younger doctors and the companions. So they give us a grandpa. Now it is going to be a woman, which is going to be awesome. Jodie Whittaker, I think, is Ooh, going to do really amazing. well. Amazing! Like yeah. I'm really excited for her. But she is going to do three seasons, and then be gone. Well, they all do three and seasons then, and be gone. Like... Then it will go to a, probably another younger white guy. Idris will never be Doctor Who. He's going to be too old. They already established. Oh, that I see what you're Who. saying. Like for what we have now, yep. like an additional three plus not years, yeah. he's not. But gonna maybe be... we can have him come in as some other Doctor, not as the Doctor, but as nope. a Doctor. He could come in as a different Time Lord, yes. but not as. Yeah, the I was like, I was like a different Time Lord, but he can't come back as the Doctor because the yeah. other regen. Mm-hmm. You can't come back as a regeneration of a regeneration. They already did that with the Why war, not? with the War Doctor. Yeah, I was like, they did it with John Hurt, like, and that was only be- there was that was for very specific reasons. And they have what's his name is coming back for the Christmas special. Uh, he plays Filch in Harry Potter and is uh, Walder Frey in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, they have the him all make up mm-hmm. to be a portrayal of. And he actually looks pretty mm-hmm. spot on, but like that would be the only thing you can't really do that with Idris Elba. You can. Like, no. You want him to wear white face? No, I mean like no. I'm like if if in in the context of Doctor Who, if time mm-hmm. isn't linear, mm-hmm. you can. You could. Okay, but so you could. If, even if time isn't linear, though, if you go by regenerations, right. like you can't. You could do a future you're... regeneration, yeah. which is how they introduced Peter Capaldi when they were like all yeah. eleven of them. They're like, yeah. no, no, all twelve. 12. Yeah, you could but do that. It would have to. It would be for a Christmas special, and that yes. would be it. But I'm saying you could do it. I'm not saying this is good, but you could do it. They could, but they never will. I don't think that they will. No. Especially with the amount of con- ridiculous controversy that is surrounding this. P.S. If you guys ever have sons, beware. He can't look up to Doctor Who as a role model now because it's a woman. Oh, no. of course not. No, yeah, of course. That, that would just be ridiculous. Yeah. But Science my, and math. Yeah, yeah. My whole thing is like, you know what? The doctor's <laughs> just happy he's not a slug. Like, calm down, y'all. Like, yeah. it's, a re- it's a regeneration of an alien time lord. Like, Who travels yeah. through space in a, in a phone booth. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. It's yeah. not real. Sorry. Yep. But it's like, my whole thing is... The whole point of being an actor is that you can play. Mm-hmm. To, to act is to literally pretend. to play. Yeah. And so for me, it's like stage acting is completely different than film acting. Mm-hmm. Adaptation acting is completely different than fresh script acting. Right. Sure. So if these are adaptations from famous books or remakes of movies, things like that, you're going to have a much tougher sell and a much stricter box that you have to play within as far as appeasing a great audience so that you 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 can continue making changes like this in the future as far as money and revenue goes i will say if so if Idris is bond mm-hmm. people will still see it 
Yes. God, yes. Of course they will. I'll see it six times. People will still see it. The people aren't going to not watch it. No. It's like, because it's still complain. James Bond. I think people will not watch it, but there will still be a large number of people that will go see I, I, it. People will still watch it. Yeah. Um, of course. The, the people who can not watch it will still watch it. They'll hate watch it. Well, I mean, can we talk about everybody that freaked out over John Boyega and Star Wars? Star Wars. They still watched it. Yeah, of course they did. The movie made a bajillion, kajillion people dollars. Still, people, people, people are going to complain about Black Panther. They will still watch yep. it. I'm ready. I have. Yeah. I'm working it. on my costume. Where's, so I, but I, I, where's I, I, the diversity yeah. representation? I, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. There's like a white villain in there. Yeah, I there's think. like a couple of them. Yeah. Um, I hate when they portray white people as the bad guy. <laughs> but I, and I brought up Idris because watching his performance reminded me that I felt like he needed his own thing. He does. Yeah. Like I feel like he needs he's, his own. Thing. He's always supporting. Yeah. And like even in this, he wasn't even technically supporting, yeah. but he was supporting. They like, gave, they gave he John Cena the twelve rounds. Yeah. Like, like there wasn't literally like a lead role, but. There wasn't like they mm-hmm. were. It was like almost like every character was a supporting yeah. character. Yeah, he was. He did that Bastille Day movie, but then there was an actual bombing oh, for Bastille Day. Yeah. So that kind of so got like. like mm, yeah. Well, yeah. another thing is like with Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So Idris uh, plays Hemdal. Hemdal. We are probably going to get him for like ten minutes. But he gets to talk in his accent. He does get to talk in his accent, and I'm glad so that they, he's that opening they, portals. To I'm wearing a all Thor shirt right now. Different worlds. You are. I am. Uh, I'm glad that they in they announced this at San Diego Comic Con. The Asgardians, in previous Marvel movies, they basically had used the old uh, quote that any advanced technology is going to seem alien. So basically, they were just advanced humans, and it was like, no. <laughs> in this movie, they established like, no, they are gods, which mm-hmm. is what they should be in the context of Marvel Universe. So Hemdall will be in there, but yeah, he he deserves. His, his own, own channel, his own thing, other than Luther, which is phenomenal. But he's great. And it's, but it's funny. I keep meeting people who've never seen Luther. Oh, I'm like, you have to so watch the good. show. Like, Luther's great. Like, tangent on the Marvel for Thor. I'll be completely mm-hmm. honest. <gasps> oh, no. No, so I re- I've loved the Thor series so far. I really okay. have. I'm already... I really don't like this the way that this third one's looking. I feel like what? only because only because it is vi- the trailer alone uh-huh. is very clearly influenced by Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely, they percent. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say no. Why? Taka Watiti. Yeah. Okay. True. Taka Watiti. Funny. The yeah. Oh no, I get that. Like and like this fits. I interviewed him I for love some all Hawaiian movie. T-shirts. Uh, into the shadow or some the, i don't know what i interviewed him for but he no he's a comedian i follow him on social media he's very, very funny, funny. and yeah. i think a lot of that but also that but i'm the sorry space if you know anything is... about norse mythology ragnarok is not supposed to be funny it is well, literally supposed to be the ending of worlds Reg- this movie is supposed to be dark and it, it does be it's still it does, at the, the end. trailer it's still, it's still it can't be toys. the end the whole point of Ra- literally like the phrase ragnarok in norse mythology yeah. like i am one of the books that i am writing is on norse mythology mm-hmm. like it is supposed to be destruction and ending of worlds this whole movie literally just looks like it's going to be a fun like merry go ride until you realize that it leads into Guardians of the Galaxy, or until it you, I don't want this movie to lead. In, I understand they all, all they, they all, all lead, lead into something, into something. Yeah. but yeah. then don't call it Thor Ragnarok. But why not? But Ragnarok because it's is not going the ending happen. of worlds. Is how do you know it's not? Because he's saying you'll realize it at the end of the movie. Okay, how do you, but, but the end is, of the movie you know cannot be the time. Like the next movie should be called Ragnarok then, because the next movie is going to be the end of the world. How do we know it's not the ending of worlds? Of the Asgardian world, it very well could be because you see Fenrir. It's not just the Asgardian world that ends in Ragnarok, though. I remember that's just yeah. it. My question: is, how I do don't you know about the comics. How I don't do you know about know the comics. It's not the ending of world. If so, if you're familiar with, I don't know, you're not. But like, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying that it is not being portrayed as such based it, off it, of the it, trailers. Um, have, having read Infinity Wars, it mm-hmm. very much can could be the yes. end of the world. 
So in that's in, how because that's how that storyline goes, and that, and that's fine. But like my biggest thing is, like I said, just yeah. based off of the mm-hmm. trailer, I'm not very excited for them using the phrase Ragnarok based off of what I've seen from a trailer. I think you're yeah. gonna be surprised. I will yeah. hope. I will. I always will hold that hope. I I am a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like I will always hold that hope for this to be something, especially because I know we're getting closer and closer to Gauntlet. But I was like, Marvel knows they're doing, like, they, oh, yeah, gosh, like, yeah. like, the titles are specific. That's mm-hmm. why, the, apparently, the next Avengers movie is about the scrolls, and that's why they haven't introduced the title Captain yet. Marvel is about the scrolls. No, the next Avengers movie well, apparently yeah. is about the scrolls as well, because they get introduced to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why they haven't introduced the title yet, because then, mm-hmm. then they have to explain. Secret Invasion. Yeah, you know, right? So that's what they're going to do. So they're very particular about what their films are titled and what they mean. And so I, understand I think they, that. they've thought through it. I get it. So I understand, you know, with Ragnarok. But at the same time, they could not have done this, which is how it is in the trailers, World War Hulk, which is what it is based off of, at least a big part of it. If they had done World War Hulk with a Thor movie, people would be like, wait, what, what is this? They Can needed... we also just talk about why Thor hasn't gotten a whole new series of his own? Because the Universal owns you mean the property. Hulk? You said Thor. Did I say Thor? Yeah. yeah. Universal owns Sorry, the, Hulk. Univer- Universal owns the property. Yeah. And a Hulk will never get another solo he can, movie. So until he's allowed to be in but Marvel. But now we stuff. have Mark Ruffalo. He is great, but he can only be in team ups. Legally, he yeah. cannot have his own movie. There's no, they can't make the movies. Universal can, but they won't. But they've allowed Marvel to play with their toys, just and, like Spider Man. Like Sony Spider-Man. and Marvel Sony, finally yeah. realized, like, all you're right, failing Mar- on Marvel, your own. We, we, we yeah. need some help. Yeah. Uh, but this all ties back into Dark Tower, uh, because Idris Elba is in Thor, and Idris Elba is in Dark Tower. Um. Some Idris of the... Elba is my dark tower. I bet he is. Um, <laughs> one of the things, one of the other things, going back to it, this is a ninety-minute movie yeah. that they crammed everything into. That everything is solved in the last thirty seconds. Yep. Like they tie everything together in the last thirty like seconds. Like the mummy. Right when they were just like, oh no, no the mummy this, still this, didn't this. end with everything tied together. <laughs> oh, though yeah, the mummy true. still didn't like close the mummy. I had no closure after watching that movie. Yeah. I left so angry. How dare she use ancient artifacts as a weapon? I mean, you got to do what you got to do. No, not with ancient artifacts. You don't. If I was in a museum and I had to fight for my life, I'd be like, can we take it outside, please? Give me that Picasso. Ah. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, so they wrap, they wrap it up rather quickly. Real quick, especially if this is going to lead into other things. This is one of those movies where make it two hours. You know, make it a little bit more than that. Stretch if you it. are planning on, what's what do you put in there? You, you explain what character you, development, world yeah. development. Mm-hmm. They're only in like what three different sections of the world, and they were talking about how it was going to take six months to get from that plains place, area yeah. to where Matthew yeah. McConaughey's crew is. Okay, that means that that world is incredibly vast, and the only way mm-hmm. to travel through it is by foot. So delve into that a little bit of that world development. Dab into character development. How did Matthew McConaughey become a sorcerer? What happened to all the gunslingers? Like they had opportunities, mm-hmm. even if it was just through flashbacks. Yeah. To like Matthew McConaughey yeah. could have even had flashbacks for how of he course. got to where he was. Like mm-hmm. there are things that they could have done with a lot more time in that. Well, film. Like when when you show the creatures, and I forget their name in the books, but when you show some of the creatures in this film without the skin on them, when they're just mm-hmm. the fur. And at one point, Matthew McConaughey was like. Put some skin on you. Look disgusting. And it was like, okay. He treats his staff pretty terribly. Right. But he but wants it, all his staff to be beautiful. Like because he killed that one lady. Oh yeah, straight up. But it was like, why? Yeah. Why even show us that creature if you're not going to tell us anything about? It? And they and you feel the, like there's much more of the film that just edited out. It's like they shot a super um, long feature film and just like cut. A bunch I don't of stuff know. Out. I don't think so. I I know that a lot of that happens in a lot of movies where you see it and you're like, eesh, this is left out. I think this was just. 
written. They also had, and one of the behind the scenes things with this right. film, there were four people involved, three people involved who had veto power over Ooh, what, wow. was, what was Stephen King, the director, and one of the producers all were given veto powers over different aspects of the film. It's too many hands in that. That pop. is a terrible idea. <laughs> because Stephen King, who he started this whole thing, he had veto powers over a certain aspect. Mm. But if that does not tie into what the other two people are if trying to no do. If there's no communication, then right. there's no flow. Oh. And also, you're talking about three different people with three different visions and visions, three different yeah three different and backgrounds th- and three mm-hmm. different agendas yeah and like it's like, if this, <laughs> like is stephen, you know I mean? this is stephen king's baby so what he cares about you know landing as far as message goes in this may be completely different than what the director and the producer want right absolutely because yeah. the guy who directed this directed uh the girl with the dragon tattoo which one the original oh yeah, um it's good it's like those are those are well shot movies they're, they're well made they're tight well made uh th- that is a complicated story when you talk about yeah. a book series but he makes it work. And it adapted it pretty well. Yeah. And this one, it just, there were too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many. So, uh, to the official ratings for The Dark Tower, uh, Aaron, since you introduced the film, yeah. good, Blame bad, or ugly, what would you like to give it? And not just basing it on Idris Elba. I know. Which, spoiler alert, not spoiler alert, but during the press screening of this, I'm sitting next to Aaron. Multiple times I hear this. And I'm just like, okay unnecessary <laughs> i get it sorry i, I can't it. help I happens um i'm gonna say bad okay um definitely not for everyone uh if you're a fan of the book series i ask that you go into it with an open mind mm-hmm. um as somebody who's never read it it's still very easy for me to pick apart so i would say that it's it's not an awful movie but it's not a good movie in my personal okay. opinion makes sense all right so i'm going with the bad bad Okay. Just a lot, a lot of information in a very small time. Uh, they don't really explore much. They don't, they don't explain much. But, but watching it, it was fun to watch. Yeah, I was it was still entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. I walked in like, oh, that was a fun watch. But when you, the more you think about it, you're like, oh, well, this didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. These pieces don't go together. So you know, if you're watching it on TNT one day, you'll be fine. Right watch after it on the, the Matrix. Treadmill. Yeah, watch the Matrix. You're watching the Dark Tower yeah. on TBS. They don't have to edit a lot. They can kind of just show it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a single curse word in no. it. No. Yeah, maybe one, but it was like... Yeah, so yeah, it'll be one of those films that people just kind of watch and, you know, they'll be all right. For sure. Uh, I agree with both of you. I give it a bad. It is not an ugly because there were parts of it that were that were well done. I liked the choreography. I liked the action set The pieces. costuming was really done. I thought yeah. that yeah. what Matthew and what Idris were wearing was very well tailored. It was mm-hmm. it was perfect for their body types. The costuming the, was very the makeup well makeup and the wigs The skins are... that they were wearing, amazing. <laughs> right. It looked skin. like McConaughey was in a skin. <laughs> designer skins? Yeah. yeah I that need, Gucci skin like, you're wearing? No. Matthew McConaughey, I, whoever you go to for your Botox, like, hit oh, me man. up. I yeah. want I want some of that. Yeah. I, I really think it's going to be great. Okay. G- going off the I'm not going to go see it. No. How are you not I'm coming? not going to go see it. Why would I? I can't do it. I can't. Like, looking at the trailer already upsets me. Like, I can't. That would be like you saying, Aaron, let's take you to a movie with killer horses. Like, no, I'm not going to go see it. I'm now racking my brain for a movie about killer horses. I know. I'm like, what do I know about horses? No, I like, I can't like it. Nothing. No, because mm. honestly, I remember how upset I was when the trailer first came out because everybody was posting it like all mm. over social media. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I I tried twice to watch it. How are you gonna get through Annabelle? I, I can't. I don't know. I told you guys. <laughs> You're like, gonna get through it. Though. Yeah. Spoiler oh, yeah. alert. 
listeners, like they're making me go see M- making Annabelle creations. Making so, is like yeah. So they want like they like don't believe me when I say that I am a very jumpy person. No, I like, believe you. Literal jump. Like you guys, no, I jumped I, in Dark Tower. You, did. you guys you witnessed it. Did. Things when things jump out, like it is hard for me not to have a physical reaction. But I I can't do clowns. Like clowns will. Yeah. It it will ups- I will throw up. Like it will upset me. Like I just can't. Like thinking about it right now is making my heart rate go up. Okay, valid. Uh, so yeah. So Dark Tower, all three around the table, all gave it a bad for various reasons. Bad, yeah. This is not going to be the beginning of a franchise, especially. If That's it, the weird thing. Yeah. Especially. And if I feel like they're make trying money. to make a franchise instead of making an actual film. Yeah. They're trying to make a franchise. We're trying out to make a franchise. A franchise. Like, yeah. We're trying to the make franchise a- already exists. You have all the material. And, and I think Marvel has really gotten people have seen how productive they mm-hmm. are and how much money they're making and that everyone wants that thing. Oh, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. we cannot. Oh, how do we make our thing that's like a hundred movies and all connected and sells a bunch of money? Like they're not not by mm-hmm. doing the mummy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The mummy tried it unsuccessfully. And that is the thing is the dark universe that they announced that before Virgin the tried mummy it. even came out. Oh, it was a hard push too. It was like a hard photo push. of all of them together and like and then the mummy press came release. Out. And made $30, and they're like, Ugh. So, I think they're going to try to restart it again. With what? Oh, no, I guess. The uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein is next. And then Creature. Creature. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. The thing is, is they've lined up an amazing cast. Of course. Yes. Like, the actors that they have, it's mm-hmm. because they have big budget. Like, the yeah, actors Universal that they have got all this, that Fast and Furious money. Yeah, it's just. They're good. <laughs> they're good they've lined them. up a great cast for a bunch of really crummy movies. Yeah. Yeah. Or sorry, I shouldn't say that. Next, next a great gonna, cast for a crummy script. Next is going to be the Fast and Furious spinoffs. That's coming. Yeah, we're going to get those. They already, they already, they already talked gonna, about it. We're going to get them. Mm-hmm. Let's see. There's Tokyo Drift. So what can we? That was they the could do? One. They're going to do like a no, uh, but like I want. I'm thinking of another like car move, like Mexico City tumble roll, like yeah. something that's going to be like ridiculous. It'll be, it'll be the no, it'll be the Rock hunting down some people, well, as a DA like, agent, and he'll there'll be cameos from other fast people. And maybe a familiar villain. Jason Statham and The Rock. Yeah. They already announced that they were planning a spinoff mm-hmm. with just the two the of two them. two of them going on some side mission. So Fast and the Furious tank off. Just one tank versus another tank. Yeah. Essentially. Them flexing out. and like. I'd go see it. Yeah. Of course you would. That is all right. You see The Rock's new salt and pepper beard? You, you into that? Of course. Look at that. She can't even <laughs> say anything. Hi. Just, just a head nod. Yeah. Uh, cool. So those were the, the three movies that, that we talked about. Step Kidnap and Dark Tower. Uh, next on the agenda, yes. I will say. Uh, so the next episode of the podcast is going to be about the f- Seattle 48-hour film festival. Uh, <laughs> not sure what that, that, that noise is about. <laughs> Background <laughs> leading noise, I guess. I, I, I guess. Uh, the, Seattle, or the Seattle 48-hour film project. Um, and then the week after that will yes. be part two <laughs> Of the too late or worth the wait with these two returning to the studio. I've done my homework, you guys. I have I've watched all of my, I've watched all of my movies. All four of your all movies? All four of them. I have eight. I mean, who's counting? I, I am. Four of mine, though. The patriarchy is. I will say there were some that I enjoyed more than others and others that were like, mm-hmm. give me the sleeps. I'm really interested to know what that is because yeah. I like I will tell what do you, you what do you think what do you think I enjoyed the most mm-hmm. out of the remember. out of I the four I, I watched Spinal you. Tap I watched uh, Meet Me in St. Louis I watched Oliver Twist mm-hmm. and I watched All About Eve All About Eve um, mm. I feel like 
I feel like Oliver Twist gave you the sleeps. Yes. Lots of sleeps in Oliver Twist. Fair enough. Wait, um, which version? I, I the, sent you the 1948. Well, we're not okay. supposed to talk about it. We're not supposed to talk about it. Huh? No, I'm just I'm watching okay. 1941. Okay. But I, Meet Me in St. Louis was probably the most fun. Yes, okay. I win. I told you. We will, we will see. And you I didn't hated realize, I, didn't realize I, I hate St. Louis. Ooh. But I didn't realize I knew all those songs. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I was saying. It has a lot of really famous songs that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've gotten. I've done Annie Hall on The Graduate. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of thoughts. I, especially on The Graduate. And yeah. I yeah. finished Titanic. How long did it take you to finish Titanic? Two nights. It was on, it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix, so I was just like, uh, you know. Were there any tears? I can't tell you that. Ah, um, yes. Le- yes. Legion suspense. Yes. Um, so I finished Titanic. I'm um, almost done with, all right, I get it, before I get, <laughs> before I get a cease and desist. I know, right? Uh, and then I'm almost finished with Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, and I have not started the other two. What are the other so, two? All About Eve and uh, the other one you recommended. Mimi and St. Louis? Yeah. No, was Mimi and St. Louis for both of you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You like so, Mimi and St. Louis. Well, I mean, again, Mimi and St. Louis, like, I grew up All singing was, Broadway. Was, was actually... So. Okay, I'll save it. But yeah. Save yeah. it, save it. So that will be in, in a couple weeks. Thing? What are you watching The Thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Thing will be this week. Yeah. The Thing and it's Creature you, from the Back Lagoon, right? Can you text me after you watch The Thing? Can you text me as you're watching The Thing? Yes, I will text you. Thank you. Cheese on a biscuit. You're so excited. Oh, you have no idea. And yeah. what it, the Matrix isn't this one? I think I've got there. No. Are, I I've got the list at home. Yeah, Casablanca, uh, Casablanca, and I, I was about to start 2001: A Space Odyssey last night before the I leave. Sleeps, <laughs> all the sleeps. <laughs> You're gonna have all the sleeps watching that. Fair enough. Um, okay, so that will be on the next couple episodes. But in the meantime, where can people find all of your reviews and interviews and all the stuff that you are up to, Tim? Oh me? Yeah. Oh, peoplescriticblog.com. Find me on Twitter, People's Critic. Instagram, Snapchat, um, have reviews coming for Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else are we doing? Hitman's Bodyguard coming up right. soon. Yep. It's in the summer, so it's a lot of like, we don't know if this is going to perform well or not movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am excited for It. Mm-hmm. In September. Don't so, look at me. Excited for In September. Uh, excited for the Oscar movies coming. Yes. Um, and just, you know, wrapping up for the big push, which is, which I'm looking forward to this run of like Justice League, mm-hmm. Thor, Star yeah. Wars. Black Panther, Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Infinity Wars. It's a lot. It's going to be a fun be... little four month run of like. This summer, though. People this texting me last amazing. minute, like, hey, are you going to screen Justice League? Are you taking someone? Yes, because the screen's tomorrow. <laughs> right. So, of course, I'm taking somebody. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> Why would you wait until last minute to ask me that? It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm excited for that. So, I'm just sort of getting prepared for that. And, it, Sort of mixed with all that is all this Oscar stuff. We don't even know what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. They'll find whatever movies. They I started put. a spreadsheet like nice. with the movies that I've seen in what genre, and then the ones that I think are going to go into the Oscar. We did pool. Oscar predictions last year. That was we fun. did. We did. We, we did should do it like a draft. On. Well, we did last year. Uh, yeah, we did a whole thing. I created a list, so we'll see if we can do that again this year. Yeah. Uh, and then Aaron, where can we find all of your stuff that you do? Uh, so reviews are going to be on my personal blog, AaronHundley.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, first name spelled really strange, so check the comments for the mm-hmm. link to that. Yep. Um, you could also follow me, same name, Aaron underscore Hundley on Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can find my Etsy shop, uh, Flourish and Ink Blots. It's going on vacation soon because I'll be in the UK at the end of this month for a couple of oh, weeks. So, so yeah, I know. Oh, so sad. But it's going to be amazing. Flying to Scotland and then trekking for two weeks. It's going to be amazing. That is going to be amazing. Are you going to come back? That's a, Maybe. Great, that's yeah. a great question, Tim. Um, but uh, yeah, 
You can find me on all the places and all the things. Leave a comment. Love critiques. Slide into my DMs, but only if you have something constructive to say. So she's busy all the whole month of August, though. Yes. Know that. She, she is booked. Know that. She's booked. Sorry. Excellent. Uh, and as for this podcast, uh, like I said at the top of the show, you can find it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review. Uh, you can subscribe anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, I have yet to. Do either of you two have an Alexa? What is that? At home? Oh no! no. Why would I ever everything? want something no, listening not. to me at all times? Fair enough. Uh, anyway, my so parents I, do <laughs> critiquing you. I'm, uh, I'm waiting. Aaron, mm. I'm waiting for somebody to send me a video. Should have called him back. I, <laughs> <laughs> Were you text. really busy the yeah. whole month of August, Aaron? You I looked text at your calendar. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for somebody to send me a video uh, because I think I'm on Alexa's kind of mainframe, as it were. So if you say, Alexa, play about to review, I think it actually pops up. I'll try, I really it, on my, I'll try it on my parents. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Podbay, Podbean, all of the places, overcast.fm. Uh, you can check it out there. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up. Oh, and also Chris Lambert's podcast, the Monday yes, Festival. Yes, the Mundane Festival podcast. Check it out. I'll absolutely put that uh, in the, the show Monday notes. the Mundane Festival podcast. I'm on there some few hundred episodes back now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's, he's got great episodes. got one with Fonte that was really good. One with mm-hmm. Greg Howard that was really fantastic. And other ones, you'll just, people you don't know, random people that are just really engaging interviews. You learn a lot, a lot of information. So check it out. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly... Uh, thank you for people who have donated to the show. Oh, So on my website, if you go to the support tab, there's a little PayPal uh, link right there. I just put it up recently. I uh, had a couple donations, so nice. really appreciate that uh, and all of the support. Uh, if you like the show, leave a review on any platform that you have the ability to leave a review on and shoot me a text Let me or shoot me Skywrite uh, it. Skywrite sky the review. Yeah. Uh, me something on Twitter. Let me know that you did it. Send you a raven. read it. <laughs> Send you a raven, let you know we put a smoke signals. A, a white, a white raven from the citadel. There you go. So for this episode, I have been your host, that guy named John, Tim, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> I was waiting for more. I was waiting for Tim People's critic. <laughs> no, nope. yeah, so was I. I'm Aaron of Aaron Hundley. Yeah, so you guys know who I am. Come on. And of Slurge and Inkblots. Uh, so for that, we will leave you, and we will see you in a couple weeks with both Tim and Aaron returning for Too Late or Worth the Wait Part Two. See you later. This has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter at Vexing Media. <laughs>